0: The Circulars Raphael Bach is a young architect graduated from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne. Through academical and practical work, he focuses on the integration of environmental and societal topics such as agriculture, sustainable materials, and collaborative working in his practice of architecture and urbanism. His years of study and practice so far have led him to understand that towards a more circular world and an economy more balanced and less linear, architecture has a fundamental role to play and has to be included in a wider practice to integrate at its heart the challenges we have to face today. He takes us through different projects he worked on, as well as his theoretical vision on the topics we are interested in. Hi Raphael, Hi. Uh, welcome to the Circulars, uh, podcast discussing uh, circular economy and its relation to architecture, design and education. Thank you very much for giving us this interview about the uh, subject you are deeply involved in. Um, can you first introduce yourself, um, explain us uh, where did your interest for circular economy and uh, reuse of materials came from? Uh,
1: in fact, I don't have any in particular interest for circular economy as a thing but more as a tool to do something else Uh, as an architect and through my work at EPFL with uh, environment philosophy I realized that it's not possible to build uh, without taking a lot of things in consideration and through my practice I was like led to work at Materium that's a company that is doing circular economy but the aim of Materium is not doing circular economy but Preserving natural resources, and mm-hmm. I think it's the kind of uh, it's a kind of a motto for me. Uh, in French, it's "ne pas construire un espace qui nous ménage, mais ménager des espaces qui nous construisent." So if I try to translate it, it's not to build spaces that take care of us, but to take care of spaces that are building us.
0: So it's a really a um, change of paradigm that we have to we have to consider. Uh, yes. Let's talk about the big project. You work on a on a project for a tiny building um, containing a t- kitchen and storage in, in Argentina, uh, where reuse material were at the heart of the of the process. Can you uh, tell us more about it? Uh, we
1: didn't speak at all about reuse when we did this project. We just did what with what we have. I mm-hmm. know it's a bit uh, a common talk to say, okay, we did with what what he we have and what we had wasn't new material but existing material on site but it was really an approach of enhancing the existing Mm -hmm. so we had an existing house with a a small camping kitchen and a small broken shelves for storage and we just took all what's existing on the ground uh, uh, in the ground if i can say it uh, nearby in the in the in the small city
0: from the ground also
1: from the ground, yeah, because mm-hmm. we excavated the ground and then we sorted all the materials and then we re put them we put it again on the ground but mm-hmm. in a good order mm-hmm. so like the big gravel and then the little sand and then we did uh, earth uh, slab mm-hmm. concrete earth slab so it was really more a process of ordering mm-hmm. what was around us then more than bringing something new. Mm-hmm.
0: So we can definitely talk about the site-generated project.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a word that uh, permaculture is using a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that was uh, the idea. And that's why we... Because I didn't do this project alone. I do it with uh, Claire Petit-Pierre. That's another architect I, I worked with and uh, we call this project build with the site Mm -hmm. because really the site but not only the materiality but also the people and the social structure and the use because the site kept in use during the whole work site process so it was really a co-construction with the existing condition to improve them
0: okay Mm -hmm. very interesting and in which other project of your uh, portfolio do you think you had a big success in relation to reuse material and Circular economy.
1: I never had big success in <laughs> reuse materials uh, because my activity today is more um, consulting architect uh, and and giving advices of to other architects how to reuse. Mm-hmm. But in all the small project I did myself as an architect, it was always the same idea of taking what's existing. For example, I did. A renovation of a small apartment in Paris, mm. and we just carved in the existing apartment openings, places for new uses. But we didn't bring anything new to the space. We just did with the existing, mm. and to improve it. And now the identity of the new space is given by what was before, and gave some forms and some materiality mm. and some, for example, I and something I really like. Uh, is that we have we had a floor problems because it's really expensive to uh, take off um, tiles and put a pl- uh, pocket, mm-hmm. and so we decided to keep on the ground level the structure of the old uh, um, separation, but to modify it on the high level, and so you have a big opening and on the ground level you have a little bench so you can sit on it, mm-hmm. and the idea of the bench it's. It's not it was not um, desired by the client at the beginning it's not something i brought but it was because we had an issue of money of not having enough money to redo the floor mm-hmm. that we thought oh maybe we can we could use it differently mm-hmm. and cover it with a bench so you don't see it but mm-hmm. there is the opening okay
0: No, it's really interesting because you're talking about uh, working in the existing and actually if we go um, if we look at the big scale the cities today are are built basically and one of the of the big challenge we have today is to work on the existing and.
1: But not only the city; everything is built. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like uh, this, this sentence of um, Andrea Felicioni, um, who took this sentence of Mario Botta, another mm-hmm. architect who did mm-hmm. architecture, is transforming an act of nature, uh, a state of nature, in a state of culture. Mm-hmm. And that's false i'm sorry for my <laughs> but now architects are transforming a condition of culture in another condition of culture mm-hmm. even when we are working in a vegetal environment mm-hmm. everything in switzerland is built the countryside is built the forest are built, the lake are built. so there is no more mm-hmm.
0: unbuilt condition mm-hmm. so maybe we have now to look towards um working on the existing and Focusing really on, okay, what, what can we change from what, what the states of the things are now? Yes, but more than what can we
1: change, what do we need to change? Mm-hmm. And I really like this project of Lacaton Vassal in Bordeaux, where they did an entire study about a place and uh, a square. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they told the client the best project is the existing mm-hmm. project.
0: Is to do nothing.
1: It's not nothing because the they did small, some really furniture modification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like they project. did a project, but the big best, the best project was mm-hmm. existing. Yes, very interesting project.
0: Yeah, um, you talked earlier about uh, your partnership with uh, Materium, um, an association that promotes reuse uh, in building materials. Uh, which role did you have uh, in this partnership?
1: Uh, It's a bit more than a partnership because Materium is an association of professionals. So we are 28 professionals, Mm -hmm. part of the association. And for six months, we have five employees, all members of the association. Mm -hmm. Uh, So mm, it's really a structure I'm working for for uh, two years now first as a member and now as an employee. Mm-hmm. It's really stimulating because we are working in a job that, doesn't, that didn't exist five years ago, deconstructing building. Mm-hmm. And I like to call me as a de-architect. So I'm not doing architecture, but I am, undo, I am undoing architecture. Okay. And that's really the same complexity as doing architecture. Mm-hmm. And we need people with the same skills, the same level of skills as architecture mm-hmm. and we work a lot with architects we um, give them we are, we join them for deconstruction process we work with uh, firms we work with clients um, we recently entered in a competition in Zurich uh, with a, a team of architects and engineers to to deconstruct and rebuild a building and really we are Working a lot uh, with schools, with ETH, with EPFL, with uh, uh, Laheed in Geneva, and really the association is a network of professionals that are interested in this topic of preserving materiality, materials, and materiality, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a lot of different field of, uh, of work, mm-hmm. mainly for now selling materials on a site in Geneva and uh, consulting for professionals to accompany, uh, to join them on in the construction process and construction with reuse.
0: Yeah, I think you really explained that um, it is a profession uh, that needs real skills. Um, which skills exactly do you think is, is needed? I think no one can have all the skills necessary
1: a bit like architecture mm-hmm. today an architect can't build without an engineer without a ma- uh, mason without a carpenter without a landscape architect mm-hmm. and also professions that are doing the project coordinated by the architect so i think the architects have a, a part of deconstructing because we need to have the same skill of coordination mm-hmm. and supporting the process really be a support for the people who are doing the project. And then we are relying on a lot of different skills. Like we have a member who is a specialist of lights. And so we go in a, in a, in a site and he knows which light has value and which not. Uh, we have carpenters, we have uh, a lot of architects, we have engineers. And I think it's really to know how to coordinate a work site. Mm-hmm with even tighter schedules than building and to know how to look the materials Mm -hmm. the space the possibilities of uh, also of logistic how i will because once i dismantled uh, a door i need to condition it i need to evacuate it i need to resell it Mm -hmm. i need to take pictures of it to sell it so we also have a lot of Marketing skills that um, that and uh, economic skills because you have mm-hmm. to give a value to the products. And how do you do? How how much cost a door?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a question we are we are asked a lot. Um, so actually, we we imagine that you just dismantle the door and uh, and it's done. But actually, this is the first step. And it then
1: is, no, it's not the first step. The first step is to know that the door is here mm-hmm. because. It's like, it's exactly like the linear process of extraction. First, you send someone to make a drill and to see is there oil or not. Mm-hmm. And then once you know that there is oil, you send another guy to, say, to, to see if it's possible to take it off with a small cost because mm-hmm. you don't want to, to spend a lot of money. And then once you know that it's possible and you identified how to take it off, you send another guy who will m- make an installation to extract the material mm-hmm. from an environment, either a build or a natural environment. And then you need the second part of the chain, someone who will transport it and who will bring it to the final client. And maybe, an, um, of course, you do it with natural resources, mm-hmm. but we also do it with reuse. You send it to someone who will treat the materials. Maybe it will send it, it will paint it. Um, Mobius is a really good example. It's a factory in Paris. They are producing new um, technical floors, Mm -hmm. slabs. Uh, But they are not using wood and metals that are coming from the natural environment. But they are using existing slabs Mm -hmm. and they refurbish it and they sell it new with all the guarantees and all the technical specificities that you can have mm-hmm. with the new materials mm-hmm. and so that's really the same process but with an existing mine mm-hmm. a, a build mine and not with a natural mm-hmm. site mm-hmm.
0: so definitely um collaboration is key yeah. um to promote um, but not only for reuse to, mm-hmm. for everything yeah to implement circular economy in a in a very global way in our world Regarding issue we know about environment and the linear economy we, we actually live in, what do you think architecture as a role has to, to make it better?
1: We inherit from the modern movement an attitude of the architects that are starting from a blank page and bringing something new. Uh, that's not possible, mm-hmm. also because we they had two wars, so they had a lot of blank page, but we don't have it. And really, the architects, we have to learn how to see the things, the existing, and we need to shift to people who are creating new things, to people who are uh, revealing existing things.
0: Raphael is quite involved in the field of education. At EPFL, he actively collaborates with Professor Sébastien Marot, who is deeply engaged in the environmental issues we face today, and educate students and people about it and its relation to architecture with seminars, as well as an exhibition called Taking the Countryside, presented in different cities in Europe. Our guest gives us his insights and views on the role that education should play nowadays. I know that the
1: education we are giving in Switzerland is not adequate uh, to the industry condition, Mm -hmm. but there is a big topic behind it is do we need to change the industry condition or do we need to change the formation? Mm-hmm. Because now we see a lot of architects who come in, the like young architects, they come in the field and they work six months, one year in an office and they see uh, and they realize the devastation uh, responsible to the architects and to the old uh, building uh, industry mm-hmm. and they quit. So they did six year formation. They invested a lot and finally they don't do it because the industry is not in adequation with mm-hmm. what they learned and what they believed. So that's one aspect of the, of the problem. Another aspect is that we are facing a lot of different issues and a lot of transformation in architecture. There is a BIM topic, mm-hmm. there is a circular economy topic, mm-hmm. there is a uh, low-tech Mm -hmm. Um, Topic. there is a natural materials topic and all those things and there is a smart city and there is a smart building and there is a lot of new things and schools can't give them all to the students because architecture is really wide uh, field and you can't transmit everything and more and more schools are choosing one way so you see schools that are choosing the low tech architecture way. And so they have natural, mater- natural material courses and they do workshop with earth and with the straw and mm-hmm. with wood. And they talk with about environment, about sobriety and all these things. And you have schools and I think EPFL is belonging to this um, category category that are choosing more the um, uh, numerization of the architecture. So in EPFL, you see a lot about digitalization. You see a lot about um, new, really high-tech processes, Mm -hmm. not only architecture, but also civil engineering and uh, environment engineering. And of course, it's not representing all the the, the teachers, but that's a choice that was made by some teachers in Mm -hmm. EPFL. And we don't know uh, which solution is the best? I think it it will probably be a mix, a bit of mm-hmm. everything. But you, I, th- I don't think it's um, possible now to give a complete formation to young architects because it's becoming so mm-hmm. vast. It was always so vast, but it's becoming wider and wider each year. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you have to choose an orientation. Mm-hmm. But maybe this, these technological tools that we are uh, implementing now in schools such as uh, EPFL, maybe they can help um, <coughs> in, this, in this process of um, implementing circular economy. I have a lot of um,
1: questions about digitalization of circular economy. Uh, we work a lot with uh, the lab of Catherine De Wolf in ETH. Uh, who is working about digitalization of reuse process and circular economy. And she is testing a lot of new processes with uh, scanning, with LIDAR, with uh, photogrammetric um, 3D uh, and uh, uh, artificial intelligence processes. But in the field, the people who are doing circular economy, they can't pay for a phone to take Mm -hmm. pictures. (laughs) And there is a question of how do you pay for the tools, with an economy that is not generating any money
0: Yeah, so there's a bit of contradiction here
1: yeah (laughs) and i am not talking about the energy you spend on a tool Mm -hmm. to achieve a goal Mm -hmm. like uh, your computer is spending 600 watt
0: for what Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah i think you have a point here (laughs) um finally to um, um Continue about the education, if you had a, a studio for a semester uh, which approach would you take and which message would be um, for you the most important uh, for student to, to keep in mind? Learn how to
1: do nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: can you, can you develop <laughs> No, I
1: won't. No, no, I can develop, but uh, really we, but it's it's more a philosophical question that is going beyond architecture. but. We need to learn to say no and to say, OK, this is not necessary. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. It won't bring anything.
0: But it's not doing nothing.
1: Yes, sometimes it's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And the day architects will have a client in front of them and it will be current and it will be common that the architects say, no, your, your project is useless. Just don't do it. So we do, are we doing too much? Yes, are we building? definitely. We
0: are building too much. But there are needs. But I are mean, we questioning needs? I mean, All, house, let's talk about housing, for example. Yeah,
1: there is 8,581 people more in 2021 in the vaux canton, And you need houses for mm-hmm. those people. I totally understand mm-hmm. that. And, but are we questioning that each of these people has 85 square meter per person? Oh, do that- we need that? maybe not and are we questioning <laughs> the thousands and thousands of square meters of offices that are not used and are we questioning all the space we, we use for holidays houses that are used mm-hmm. two weeks a year and are we questioning the space we are using for cars and so we have a lot of debate so do we have any, any enough space to feed people but we should ask us the question do we have enough space to park all the car we are producing and buying mm-hmm. and I totally agree that um, the, the population is growing mm-hmm. and the, the job is growing because uh, Switzerland is really
0: attractive mm-hmm. for the others but it's a general question it's not specific to Switzerland I would say How, yeah, for, ex- it, it, for the it, example of housing the demand of housing is just growing almost everywhere
1: Almost everywhere, because not everywhere in Neuchâtel they are losing people, so mm-hmm. they and they still building. So if we if we follow this this uh, th- with this thinking, the Canton of Neuchâtel shouldn't build because they are losing people, mm-hmm. so they don't need more space. So why are they building? Mm-hmm. The same in France. In France, Philippe Biwix, uh, who is uh, an engineer. Uh, he, he is saying the same, in France, when there is one new person on the territory, we build two houses.
0: <laughs> so we really need to question mm-hmm. the needs. So we have questions that are going um, in a much wider field than only the building one, right?
1: Yes, but architecture is not about building. Mm-hmm. Architecture
0: is about taking care of spaces that build us. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for this uh, enriching contribution. I think our listener will love your way of thinking about this subject, hoping it will become a more and more a central topic. Thank you. Thank you very much. This episode was hosted and produced by Nathan Benaroche. The Circulars is a production of the Media and Design Lab, based at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne. For more, visit our website at ldm.epfl.com dot c h